Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thank you for joining me today. I want to start by reading an email I recently received. It says, My son has been departed 10 months. At this point, God is just being silent, and this is very frustrating, extremely painful, and confusing to me. This seems to be common to many of us. We feel like when we need God more than we ever have before in our lives, He isn't there for us. And there are many in the Bible who felt the same way. Let me read Psalm 28, verse 1 to you. I'm going to read it in three different versions. It says, I cry out to you, Lord. You are my rock. Don't refuse to hear me. If you won't talk to me, I'll be just like those going down to the pit. I plead with you to help me, Lord, for you are my rock of safety. If you refuse to answer me, I might as well give up and die. I know we feel like that, right? Don't turn a deaf ear when I call you, God. If all I get from you is deafening silence, I'd be better off in the black hole. Job says in chapter 30, verse 20, I cry to you for help, and you do not answer me. I stand, and you only look at me. In 1 Kings 19, we read about the prophet Elijah, and he got to a point in his life that he just wanted to die and be done here. In verse 4, he told the Lord, I have had enough. Take my life. And then he laid down under a bush, and he fell asleep. Now, an angel appeared, had him get up and eat and drink, told him he had a long journey, and eventually Elijah reached a place called Horeb, which was also called the Mountain of God. And Elijah went into a cave and he spent the night. And then I believe it says in a dream, but anyway, the Lord spoke to him and said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Now, the problem with a low or gentle whisper is that it's not easy to hear, is it? Especially when all around us the wind is howling or we are in this very dark and confusing place. So why does God sometimes speak so quietly that it's hard to hear him? Well, the answer may be to prompt us to be still and seek him. Now, I know you may be thinking that's what I'm doing, but let's keep talking about this. Psalm 46 verse 10 is familiar to most of us, and it says to be still and know that I am God. Now, some versions, it says stop fighting, stop striving, and know, recognize, understand that I am God. So here's a question 
that we may need to ask ourselves, are you seeking him or are you demanding answers? There is a bit of a difference there. Matthew 7, 7 tells us, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. But maybe, just maybe, we're asking the wrong questions or seeking for the wrong things and maybe knocking on the wrong doors right now in our place of grief. And one of those questions, I've talked about this before, is the question, why? This is a place that keeps us stuck. And God will seem to be silent to that question. And when you think about it, why would he answer that for us? Would God really be able to give you a good enough reason? I don't think so. I don't think any reason that God could give me for Becca's death and and why he did not step in and stop it would be a good enough reason for me. It's kind of like a teenager. I use this illustration the most. What if a teenager wants the keys to the car and you have to tell them no? How often do they very calmly, okay, walk off to their room and they'll just find something else to do? Most of the time they want to argue with us and they want to know why. And if we give them the reason, it's not a good enough reason. They want to know the reason not because it will satisfy them, but because they want to argue with why our reason isn't good enough. And I think we're the same way with God. If he really did give us the why, it would not be a good enough reason for us on this side because we don't have the same view of things that God does. We can't see what he sees. We don't know what he knows. And the pain is so intense for us. We don't care what that reason is. We just want our child. So when we keep asking and demanding God to know why, yes, he's going to seem very silent in that. A better question that I have found is to maybe ask the question, how? How will you get me through this darkness? How will you help me want to even live again? How will you ever be able to give me a life of meaning and purpose again? Those are the questions that I believe he wants to answer for you, and he's not going to stay silent on those kinds of questions. I want to talk a little bit about Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you pronounce it. I I hear it both ways, and I may go back and forth here. But in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1, the first thing he says is, How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Now Habakkuk, he laid it all out, and then he stood back to listen. Do we stand back and listen? We lay it all out, but do we really stand back and listen? not straining to hear God give the answers to our questions that we're asking, but listening to hear whatever it is that he wants to say to us. Remember, we need to be still, stop fighting and striving, and know, recognize, acknowledge that he is God, and he wants to reveal himself to us. Maybe not the answers to our questions, but He himself, he wants to reveal more of himself to us. You know, I think when our child dies, there are so many misconceptions, so many things I thought I knew God and and he's betrayed me now and I thought if I did this and if I was, you know, did all these things that I spoke all these things or prayed all these prayers, whatever it is, that God would keep these kinds of things from happening. 
And we realized that maybe our faith was a little more shallow than what we realized, that our faith in God was based on what he would do for us instead of just being God in our lives for us. The difference that I'm making there, not what he does for us, but who he is for us during these really dark, dark times in our lives. Habakkuk's name means to wrestle and embrace. Isn't that interesting? To wrestle and embrace. It reminds me of Jacob when he wrestled with the angel and he said, I won't let you go until you bless me. That's how I was with God when Becca died. I realized in this dark place, I was not going to let go of him until I started seeing blessings in my life again. Now, Habakkuk shows us a natural progression. In chapter 1, he's questioning God. In chapter 2, he's waiting on God. And then in chapter 3, and it's, it's only got three chapters in it, he shows his faith and trust in the outcome, even though it wasn't what he wanted it to be. I want to read Habakkuk 3, 17 to 18. It's at the very end of this very short book in the Bible. And he says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. And it's interesting, Habakkuk says, even though these things happen, they fail, even though, you know, all these terrible things I will still trust you. I will rejoice in you. I will allow you to be my deliverer. And we can, you know, get to the point where we can say the same things, even though I don't understand it, even though it seems the pain is more than I can take for one more minute, even though I cannot see any light right now, even though I am so angry with you, God, even though I feel like you betrayed me, even though you could have stopped it and you didn't, even if it gets worse before it gets better, have I missed anything? Add whatever you want to this, even though I will still believe in you and I will trust in you. I believe you are my deliverer, my savior, because there is so much more beyond this world where I am right now. And you see all of it, God, both the now and the future, both here and in eternity. Where else can I go? You have what I need to get through this and to break out of this darkness. When Habakkuk asked God how long, God's answer was, though it linger, wait for it. It certainly will come and will not delay. Now, it's interesting because it, it talks about though it lingers, it will not delay. It sounds like God is contradicting himself, doesn't it? But what he's saying is though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come. And when he says it will not delay, it's like a suddenly. It may take a while, but wait for it. It will surely come. And when it comes, it's going to feel like a suddenly. And I say that because so often I believe that when we feel like God is being silent and we're sitting in this darkness for so long and we just want this pain to end, I believe God is doing such a deep work in that deep darkness 
that we can't feel it. We don't know it's even happening. And then one day we will realize something has changed. Something, we're seeing color now. That heaviness has lifted maybe a little bit. Just different things that you thought it would never come. And then all of a sudden one day you realize Something has happened that has made you feel like maybe I am starting to come out of this darkness. And a lot of times we go right back into that darkness. We feel like we've taken a step forward and five steps back, but it is a process. And I want to encourage you to continue to wait for it, continue to wait on the Lord, continue to rest in Him as you go through this process. Habakkuk ends by saying, The Lord God is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and brings me safely over the steep mountains. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. You and I can find hope, strength, meaning, and purpose as God guides us through the darkness. And He is doing that even if you cannot see Him or hear Him. And I know that is frustrating. It is not up to us to figure everything out. It is up to us to walk with the one who already has. It's standing firmly in a place of trust. It is a deliberate confidence in the character of God whose ways you don't understand on this side of things. When you think about it, a blind child or a deaf child won't see their father's face, or hear his words, but they can learn to sense his love and his affection, even if they cannot see him or hear him. And it may seem that God is silent, but he is very close. In fact, Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And I don't know of anyone who is much more brokenhearted than those of us who have lost a child. He is near. If you can force yourself to trust God in the middle of your pain and darkness, despite what the evidence seems to point to, almost like a a crime scene that's set up to blame someone else, that's set up to frame someone, that's really what the enemy has done. He's set this up for us to blame God. But if you trust God in the middle of this, despite what the evidence seems to point to, you will break through to a new level of intimacy with Him, a new level of seeing His faithfulness and love like you never even imagined was possible. God is with you even in the silence. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes out of my mouth. And he's not talking about the Bible. Think about it when this was written, when Jesus said this, when he had this battle with the enemy. The only scriptures that were written were the Old Testament scriptures at that point. Every word that comes out of the mouth of God, that is the Holy Spirit living inside of you, that he speaks to you. It's not just the written word, but it is also the word in you that is a revelation to you personally from the Holy Spirit. 
Now, I'm going to talk about Habakkuk again, just real quick. When he questioned God about his injustice, he listened to what God wanted to tell him, and then he wrote it down. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Ask God questions, and then write down what you hear in your thoughts, no matter how small, insignificant, or even if you think it's just your own thoughts. I heard something this week that I wrote down because it was really good, and she said, my hand will say things that my heart and head haven't told me yet. Yes, I have found that is so true. When I start to write, I will find myself writing things that my heart and my head haven't told me yet. And journaling can do a lot to get you unstuck into a place of being able to hear from God again and feel His presence. And to help you with that, I, a few years ago, put together a book called My Grief Journey. And it it's a book that has 42 words that express your grief journey, such as confusion, helpless, anger, time, future, family, hope, comfort, thankful, heaven, 42 words. And each word has a picture that can be colored. You don't have to, along with a journaling prompt to help you get some of your thoughts out in writing. It's just the starting of a sentence or a thought, and then you answer the question or complete the thought. And I also have written a little something about each word and added a scripture. And through the month of July, so this is going to be the last week, we are discounting what we call the Periver Pack, which is the My Grief Journey book I just talked about, and also my book, When Tragedy Strikes, Rebuilding Your Life with Hope and Healing After the Death of Your Child. And they are for only $15. So yes, you get both of those books for $15. You can go to our web store and find the Periver Pack, gpshope.org, and click on the store, or just click on the link that I will have in the show notes. And I'll also put a link in the show notes where you can go to find out more about each of those books. Remember, that is just through the end of July, so go ahead and get those ordered if you want them. Let's go ahead and go to our birthday segment. Oscar Lopez was born on July 26 and left us at age 23. Claire Rebecca was born on July 27 and left us at age 5. Daniel Kravitz was born on July 28 and left us at age 32. Easton Holden was born on July 28 and left us at age 5. Dane Sturm was born on July 29th and left us at age 21. Whitney Leanne Garko Sehusen was born on July 30th and left us at age 31. We celebrate with these families the day these children came into the world. It will always be a special and important day for all of us. If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday announced in this birthday segment, the week of his or her birthday, I would be honored to do that. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Just fill out that form and we will add your son or daughter to the list. And we will also send you an email to remind you that week to listen to the podcast to be sure that you hear it. Ephesians 3.20 
says now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And I know that we, many of you listening, cannot imagine getting out of this pain and darkness, but he will do even more than that for you. I think this verse is one that is for us. He can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And if you cannot imagine yourself getting to a place of, you know, not being in this darkness again, if you can't imagine being to a place where you have a life of meaning and purpose again, God can. He can do even more and above beyond that. And that question how? How will you get me through this darkness? Next week, I will be sharing along this line on finding God in the darkness. You may want to subscribe to the podcast on your listening app if you haven't done so to make sure you get a notification when it comes out. You can also join almost 2,000 other perivers who receive a weekly word of hope. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because each Wednesday I send out a word of encouragement along with something about a resource we have available as well as the topic of each week's podcast. So you can find out about the podcast in the weekly word of hope. So to do that, just go to gpshope.org slash hope. Either way, I hope you join me next week to talk about finding God in the darkness. Until then, hold on. Pain eases. There is 